Hello, hello, sister. Hello. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Let Me. Thank you for being here again. And if you are new here, my name is Lasdi, and I am your host. So I don't know about you guys, but I really, really enjoyed our last episode. I thought it was super fun, and I was so happy to have my sister. So I brought her back again, and I'm sure she'll be here quite a bit, and I really do want to apologize for our audio issues from the last episode. I have tried to fix them the best that I can, but I'm also new at this, so editing is not my forte. But as always, if you haven't listened to my previous episodes, please do uh, share them, talk about them. We never know who can relate, who can find comfort in them. So I will let my sister say hello. And how was your week, sister? It's been good, you know, the use work and broccoli time, which I love. <laughs> oh, you and Brock. That's good. That's good to hear. You know, I've had a little bit of a rough week because of my eczema. I think it's something that like is so underrated because there's really like no cure to it. So they're just like, oh, just put some lotion on it. And it's been a little hard, but we're getting through it. So today, guys, we are going to be talking about living in a toxic home and the guilt moving out brings. So today's episode is called running away. So moving out for both of us was a relief, but I also feel like it was a huge emotional struggle. And and I'm sure that's something that you can agree with. Yep. So I think, you know, for me, at least relief, I think I found relief because I was finally getting away from the fights, the yelling, the insults, the beatings. You know, I feel like we were no longer stuck in between siding with mom or siding with dad. We no longer had to listen to each of them try to manipulate us against one another because I feel like that was a huge part of our our childhood. You know, I feel like my mom always wanted us to side with her and my dad always wanted us to side with him. And if they weren't, they would never say like, oh, like, I'm right, you know, and your mom's wrong, but they would do their best to try to have us side with one of them. So, you know, we no longer had to be there and we no longer had to be their therapist. But also, you know, because in our home, we always got the, while you live under our roof, you do as we say that we are. So I feel like we couldn't really have our own space, you know, do what we wanted or have what we wanted. And I feel like we were completely bashed for anything that we did. You know, so when we leave, we finally don't have to put up with our spaces being invaded any longer. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with And honestly, now that I think about it, it's hard to put into words because it's not like it was said to us directly like, oh, be mad at your mom or oh, be mad mm-hmm. at your dad. It was, I think it was little comments here and there that almost... I don't know how to say it, you know, I don't know how to put it into words, but it was almost always as in little comments here and there and, oh, you should agree with me because, you know, whatnot, but. Yeah, 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 like, if they ever fight, you know, like, if they ever fight, we always get, like, oh, like, like, if my mom and my dad fight, you know, and and we, in the presence of it, 
they're like oh did you see what your mom told me yesterday and it's like mm-hmm. like can you believe she was like that to me but little you know little does he realize like now as adults we see what he actually did or what she actually did to him before we get into the option of being able to be manipulated you know right no yeah and for me it was you know it felt like a relief of not having to protect my mom from my dad or vice versa you know and yeah I figured if I was away I wouldn't feel you know guilty if something happened or if there is a an argument I always felt like it was my responsibility to prevent something from happening and it made me feel that you know I no longer had to I didn't have to live in fear anymore you know I didn't feel the need to cry every day I had my own space and I was free to do and be like whatever I wanted to be you know because I felt like at home we I I don't know about you but I always felt like we had to behave a certain way I never felt like I could be myself you know I I always felt that I had to be quiet and modest and small and like perfect you know I felt like they were expecting perfection and now that I have my own when I got my own space like I could just be me. I could be loud. I could be happy. I could say whatever and do what I wanted when I wanted, you know, and I didn't have to dim my light anymore. And, you know, I just like it it was just a total transformation of how I lived my life and how I chose to be after I left. There was just so much relief of not having to keep everything in control all the time. Yeah. And and I definitely agree with that. And before we keep going, guys, I'm sorry. This is something that you guys are going to hear throughout every single one of my podcasts. My child just goes crazy in the back. So I'm sure you guys are listening to him. I'm sorry for that. He's just enjoying his time because he loves when it's almost bad, best, uh, bad time, bath time. Sorry. But no, I definitely agree with that, you know, and I feel like because as I'm planning the. Like I learned so much about myself, my process and things that that I had to go through and building these podcasts with you has helped me learn so much about myself as well but as as well as about you you know and I feel like that's super important that you mentioned that you always felt like you had to be and behave a certain way and like always be quiet and modest and just small and I feel like when you say small it's more like small as in like I'm small I have no authority I have no word I have no boundaries I have no limits and I obey whatever you say and -hmm. I feel like that's so true because like I feel like you know we could never like be ourselves you know like if we wanted to have a lazy day like nope that doesn't exist in our house sorry (laughs) you know stuff like that and I feel like it's really important but you know I feel like for me the the struggle was more emotional because of course, leaving your parents home is hard, but leaving when you live in a toxic way, I feel like it's harder. And I feel like it's because you just, you're not really leaving. You're trying to find a way to just run away. You're not like leaving like, oh, mom and dad, you know, it's my time to leave now. Like, no, like you're running the fuck away. And I feel like it's really sad to realize that for your mental health, you must be away from them. You know, my way of running away was getting married And that was the fastest way out for me. And, you know, I feel like you also went through a moment where you almost moved in with your boyfriend at that time. And thankfully, you ended up rethinking your your decision, your choices or whatever. And you ended up running away to college. (laughs) Girl, no, I I was going to do it during one of my summer breaks from college, but it was only going to be for three months. (laughs) 
<laughs> um, okay, okay. That I did. It was a way to not be here. It was a way for you to just not be here. And mm-hmm. I feel like, and then I feel like you eventually were like, nope, I'm running away to college. And then you just avoided coming back as much as possible. And I feel like as children, like, because even if we were 16, 17, we're their children. And as children, it's hard to just not have a safe place. So, you know, I I left and I knew that the way that my dad treated my mom was not going to change. And I just couldn't do it anymore, you know? I, it was it was hard. I knew he wasn't going to change. And I also felt like, uh, like I was leaving you. Yeah, I, it was, I remember when you left, I just felt that I, I frankly just, I felt a little bit afraid, you know, because you were most of the time you were the person who I always felt like I had your support and there was somebody there with me. Yeah. To be able to live all of these things. Oh, yeah, of course. You know, for me, moving out was so hard because I knew that his actions were not going to change. And I knew he would continue to abuse my my mom and that the only person that would stand up to that was me. And I was leaving. But I feel like it wasn't just guilt on leaving my mom. You know, I felt so heartbroken because I was leaving you behind. And like regardless of what happened we always found a way to support each other but I felt like it was my responsibility to keep you safe and be there for when these things happened I was like your only normal support and I and I had to leave and it shattered my heart because I remember going back and forth you know being with you and like telling you to use your inhaler because you were having a, a moment and be like having one ear stuck up, like trying to listen to what was going on in the other room with my mom and dad so that my mom wouldn't get hurt, but I couldn't leave you alone, but I couldn't leave her alone. And I felt like me leaving, like I wasn't, your protector was gone, you know? Yeah. But I feel like it, it was hard. It was definitely hard. Um, Sorry, guys, I moved my thing. Okay. Is it my turn? Yeah, go. Okay. Um. So just, so the day before I moved out, so it was when my mom and my dad had that huge issue that you had spoken about during our other podcast when you had left to Glenwood. No, no, you're, you're going ahead of yourself. No. Yeah, you're gonna do the. You're gonna do oh, like your emotional there struggle. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so when I left, um, when I left to, I left for college. My sister was back at my parents' house, and it's actually kind of funny now that we talk about it because I actually felt so bad to leave you. Yeah. Because okay, I so, knew so, that. So just so everyone understands, when she left for college. I went through not a divorce, but a separation from my from my husband, and I had to move back in with my parents. So when I moved in, maybe like what was it? Maybe like two weeks later, you moved out, right? To college. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so I left, and I felt the same way. You know, I felt 
so bad to leave you because I I knew that you know like nothing had changed regardless you know and I felt mm-hmm. so bad that you know you had all this stuff going on like with your personal life and you still would have to come up and put up with them and their issues you know by yourself and sometimes I felt like for whatever reason I would feel like oh I I keep things a little bit more under control and you know I try to keep the calm and I try to come with the the even you know even mind of you know like let's just talk about it or let's think about it you know and yeah I wasn't gonna be there anymore <clears throat> and so I I it made me scared to to leave you know and as I said like in my perspective you know yours might be different I was the one who I was I was always trying to keep the calm you know I was trying to prevent something from happening so I think and now that I oh my gosh me saying that out loud makes me realize that I do that a lot. I try to keep the calm to prevent something from happening all the time. And mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes the way that you would deal with things or what you would say would escalate the situation. And I would always try to calm it down, you know? And I would always keep the, I, I try to keep the peace as best as I could. And I would try to prevent any violence. But I also felt like when I left emotionally, I I don't know about you, but I literally felt felt like a weight lift from my shoulders like oh yeah now I didn't feel like I had to take care of like three other people you know like I was only responsible for keeping myself sane and myself secure and just to keep myself safe from yeah. anything that would harm me yeah no of course and I feel like when you say that you know, sometimes you were trying to keep peace and I was, and I would sometimes escalate the situations. I feel like as little girls, like, I feel like I was the person that would, but as I grew older, I, as I feel like sometimes the things were escalated because I would turn my dad's focus on me so that he would leave my mother alone or so that he would leave you alone, you know? So I would start arguments with him. So the focus would go on me now. Because I felt so much stronger to to put up with him. And I felt so much stronger to to talk back or to defend myself than my mom would, you know? Yeah. Because my mom definitely was... My mom's not a fighter. My, de- my mom's definitely a lover. And I feel like she just did not want us as her children to remember the, the time that my, my mom hit my dad, you know? And... I feel like that also caused a lot of harm because even though I get where she was coming from, it was hard to just see her take all those hits. So when I was older, it was more like turn back on me, you know, like the story that I shared last time, you know, when they were fighting with the lights off, he ended up fighting with me. And then like, he almost ended up hitting me until I stepped in and was like, Nope, you're not hitting me. And that's when I left. And then it turns out, they made up and I was gone all night having a really rough time, but I, I, I was able to split them up and make them become a team. If so, you call like quote, unquote, I don't remember them making up. Well, you weren't, you didn't live here at that time. I left the day after. (laughs) No, no, no. It wasn't that. Was it? Well, anyways, the, the next day they drove, they both drove my sister together. Like, they drove, not drove you there, but the next day they drove together to drop you off at college. 
And they were talking to each other on the way there. When I literally had just split up their fight last night and my dad was in my face and I was in his. And the next day we're riding all together to drive you off to college. (laughs) You know, (laughs) but I feel like, like, for example, I moved out with my boyfriend at that time, who is now my husband. And I remember that I just I just couldn't wait to move out. You know, I feel like my husband and I had conversations about it and conversations you know, lots of them. And we looked and looked for places to live. And finally, we found one. And I feel like I will talk about my marriage one day. I feel like it's just a really touchy subject. I have a question. Um, what? How long did you plan this? Months. You never told me. No. But listen to the next part. I'm offended. So I feel like we looked and looked for places. And this went on for months. I, honestly, more than more than six months. And like I said, I will talk about my marriage one day, but it's a touchy subject for me. But I remember the day that I told my mom about me leaving with him. She was so sad and she wasn't happy about it because at that time, our relationship was just not healthy. But it's so crazy because my dad really didn't say much. He just said, oh, ojalá que les vaya bien. Like, oh, I hope you guys have a good time. (laughs) But I remember that my mom kept crying. And inside of me, I was like, girl, I'm just out of here. Like, I'm out of here. You know, but little did I know that my marriage was not going to be color de rosa. It wasn't going to be all nice and pretty. And I remember I was just eager to leave. And I used who's now my husband to be able to leave. And and I was, you know, so that I was going to be able to make it financially. And I know that I shouldn't have done that. But I, and I feel like for that reason, also, I faced a lot of difficulties in my marriage. But I had a job, we could just make it happen and make it work. And like I said, obviously, I shouldn't have done that. And I will talk about the difficulties in me in my marriage one day. But it was just my only way out of there. You know, I decided that at least I would have to deal with the consequences of my choices and then then continue to have to, you know, parent my parents and split up their fights and continue to deal with like invasion of privacy and lacks of respect because I'm their daughter. And they thought that I just had to put up with everything because I was there. So, you know, I definitely felt like I dealt with a lot. Yeah, well, as I started to say a little bit ago, so the day the day I moved out or the day they drove me to college was the day after that fight happened when they were fighting with the lights off. <laughs> it, it happened the, the night before. And so mm-hmm. they had that huge issue. And I honestly felt so heartbroken that that was going to be my last day there and that that's how I was going to leave. You know, I felt so heartbroken about it. And I felt scared to leave, but I also felt really eager to, you know. But that was your despedida. Yeah, pretty much. It's like, here you go. Well, you lived all your life. Here's your last one. Um, <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but I remember feeling really afraid and really drained. You know, I was afraid to leave because I was afraid that things were going to get out of hand. But I also felt scared. Just I, It was going to be something new, you know. So, you know, but I also felt really... Like, okay, I'm finally out, you know, I can finally live my life. But so I remember we had to leave super early so we could make it to Grand Junction on time for me to move into my dorm because I remember we had to, there was 
specific time so that we had to be here. And I remember that morning, my dad, I remember we all got up and we all got ready and he was sitting on the couch. And I remember, dude, he was wearing um, like a blue t-shirt. Oh, yeah, with, the silky one? with No, a blue t-shirt with white words on it. I don't remember what the words said. But oh, that's what that. he was wearing. And I remember that he asked me if he wanted me, if I wanted him to go. And I just, I didn't want him to go. But I felt like if I said that I didn't want him to go, that it was going to create another huge issue, you know? Oh, yeah. So I remember I just told him, I was like, you know what? Like, if you want to come, like, that's great. If you, like, I just told him, like, I'm like, if you would like to come, like, sure. I'm like, but, you know what? And that's all I said. And so he did end up coming. He did end up coming. And he, fortunately, like, I didn't have to drive in the car with him all the way to Grand the, the way. And I need, I never even asked how that went. It was, you're going to be, honestly, you're going to be not even surprised. It's like any other day, you know, we're driving, we're that we're driving our daughter <laughs> off to college. Let's go. We're a big, happy family. That's literally how it was. Oh, yeah. I mean, they were having conversations. They were talking to each other. You know, no one remembered, you know, the insults from the night before. No one remembered anyone in my face <laughs> or me threatening my dad to hit me. Like, nothing, nothing. Like, it was just. Nothing happened. We're dropping her off to college. Yep. The art of pushing everything under the rug again. <sighs> yeah. You guys will see that trend throughout our lives. But <laughs> yeah, I I actually went and I drove with my then boyfriend. I went in his car and he was helping me move in and whatnot. And I actually cried like a lot on the way to Grand Junction. You know, I felt guilty. Like the minute we took off, I felt so guilty. I felt like. I was leaving home and I was leaving it in the wrong way, you know? And <laughs> Dude, I said, when I left, I was like, fuck yeah, I'm out of here. Like, no, but when I say the <laughs> wrong way, I think it comes a lot down to our traditions, you know, yeah. and how we grew up because, you know, our older sibling left and he left when he, you know, got together with the person who he's with and you have what? to remember, you also have to remember, he left in a fight. He left in a heated argument. He grabbed his shit. And whatever he fit in his car, he took with him. And the rest, you have to remember, my mom got rid of it. No, and yeah, she but never when, came I say, back. when I say that that's how you guys left, I meant, yeah, you guys left to go be with someone, you know? Yeah. And I think that that was, like, in my mom and my dad's eyes, that was more acceptable. Yeah. You oh, know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's just how they grew up. That's what they did. They didn't leave their homes until they were married, you know? And I think that they expected that from all of us. And I didn't do that. So I think I felt that I was leaving in the wrong way. But, mm -hmm. you know, it, it was really weird. It was a really weird transition because it almost felt like, like our parents still felt like they had ownership of me just because I wasn't married. And Mm -hmm. it was really weird and I I was I like for a really long time I really wasn't sure what I was allowed to do what I wasn't allowed to do yeah Even if I was over here in college I felt like I had to call and tell him what I was doing but <laughs> you know it was weird after a little bit I was like I don't have to tell nobody you know like I can do me like mm -hmm. I'm by myself but I mean it was a weird transition but so <clears throat> I moved into my dorm room on a Sunday and believe it or not, we had class that same day. 
And I think they do that intentionally because it can be a lot of change for a person. Yeah. To just, hey, like, here you go. Moving to college. Here's your dorm. You're not living with your parents anymore. So after we finished setting up and it was time for me to go to class, I still remember so vividly saying bye to my parents. We were standing outside in front of the in front of my dorm room, like of my building where I was staying. And mm-hmm. I was like, I was saying bye to you, to my mom and my dad, and to my then boyfriend. And I honestly thought that I was going to cry because I remember my mom was, like, losing it. She was oh, crying, yeah. crying and crying. And my dad was standing there, you know, acting like if nothing was going on. And then I thought... Dude, we left. So we left that day. And I, I think we went to go eat. And I think your dorm, your roommate's parents were also there. And her dad... And my mom were crying. They were losing their shit. And her mom and my dad were like, they didn't die. They're just going off to school. <laughs> yeah. But it was funny. But I thought I was going to cry. You know, I, I was like, I'm going to feel so sad. Like, I'm going to have a really hard time. And girl, hell no. I did not feel like crying at all. I didn't feel anything. Like mm-hmm. I didn't th- I didn't feel anything that I thought that I was going to feel, which right. was, which threw me off completely, but I remember that after like class was literally like 2 hours. They made it super short. And so that afternoon when we got back to when I got back to my to the dorm, I actually felt like a peace that I didn't even know what that was, you know? And it felt so wrong to feel that way. It was weird, yeah. you know, because it's not something that I was used to. And for the first week, like the first whole week, I felt great. Like I know other people were really going through it and they were really sad and they were struggling. Mm-hmm. And I felt good. Like I felt peace. I felt calm. And you know, <laughs> for like for the first time in my whole life, like I wasn't crying every day, Yeah, you know, because I'm in my dad's house, like, that's literally what I would do every day. I still remember I would go, I would come back from school and the days that I worked at Subway, you know, like I would go, I would go home. I would change into my uniform. I would eat. I would go work. I would come back home and I would cry and do homework every day. It was like my routine. And then yeah. out of nowhere, it was like this whole switch. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I don't have to cry every day. And, and no I, wonder you lived in your room all the time. I mean, this girl would never come out. We would sometimes I wouldn't see her in days because she wouldn't come out. Exactly. Like I, I loved that room because it was just, it was just my safe spot, you know. Yeah. And I think it's so funny because even now, like, and maybe it's a defense mechanism, a mecha- uh, defense mechanism. Sorry, and that's why I still do it. But I literally like I will hide in my room. Like I could be in the house by myself. I will be in my room. <laughs> and it sounds so dumb because I'll be alone in the house and I'm just in my room because it's my comfort spot, you know, and it's where I yeah. feel like, okay, like this is just my space. I can feel how I want. I can do what I want and whatnot, you know, but yeah, anyway, it's interesting I, that you say that because I kind of feel the same way, you know, like right now I'm living with them for personal reasons, but um, my husband and I and my son are living with them. And I'm like, all day, like, I'd rather be in the room, even if they're not home. Like, I don't want to sit on their sofas, or I don't want to sit at the dinner table. Like, I just like to be in my room. And especially when they come home, you know, like, I'm like, Oh, hey, mom, like, how's your day? And then I'll come to my room. 
or yeah. in the afternoons, you know, that my mom is working and my dad is home, like I'll come to my room. And I feel like it's something that ever since we were little, it's like, go to your room for everything. So I find comfort and love by ourselves in our room. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I can't, oh my gosh. Yeah. That's why we love our room so much. Like I love being in my room. Like <laughs> even when I was living on my own, like, I was always in my room. Like, I don't know if you would ever show up. Remember how you would show up and I was always in my room? Yeah. And it's because we were always like condenadas to our room. You know, it's like, go to your room, go to your room, go to your room for everything. Yeah. And even I remember even after, you know, the beatings would happen, like we would go to our room. Yeah. We would just sit in our rooms and cry. And then, I don't know, find a way to make ourselves feel better. Oh, my gosh. See, I'm telling you, we learn so much as we're just doing these things. Yeah, literally. But I, I just, I realized really quickly that when I left, that life didn't have to be so draining. You know, it didn't have to be so chaotic. It was meant to be peaceful, you know, and life was meant to be enjoyed. And I was finally starting to see life in a different perspective. You know, I think being away really allowed me to begin my healing journey, you know, and I I know that sometimes like people try to heal themselves while they're in that environment. And it's literally impossible. You know, it's, mm-hmm. you're too close to do that. You have to be able oh, to yeah. gain some perspective to understand like, like, because when you're too close, you're like, Oh, that's normal. You know, that's normal. And then you leave and you're like, Oh, my God, that is not normal. But you know, for for a lot of people, I think college is people think of college like to go party and they, um, you know, they are very like, OK, I'm going to go party. I'm going to make stupid decisions. This is my time to, you know, enjoy myself. And mm-hmm. for me, yes, they, you know, they I did do a lot of stupid decisions. I went out <laughs> and partied and. You know, and I I learned from those things and I learned from those experiences. But for me, it was that's where I found peace. Mm-hmm. You know, I I found like I found healing, you know, and I found myself, you know, and and sometimes I I was fortunate enough to, you know, res- like earn a scholarship and whatnot. And I always tell the people who I got the scholarship from, like, for me, like them putting me through school was so much more than just educational you know it was this was where I found me like I recreated myself was when I decided like this is what I want to be this is what I'm okay with this is where I'm not okay with you know it Mm -hmm. was just it was a, a whole like it was weird but it was a whole different life it was a whole different perspective which I am so incredibly incredibly grateful I was able to have oh yeah and I feel like when you say, I feel like when you say I recreated myself, I feel like that's huge because I feel like growing up in a toxic household where you're told how to chew, how to breathe, how to this, how to that, how to not do here, how to not do there. Um, it's difficult because you're you're not you never have the opportunity to be yourself so then when you leave it's like who the fuck am I yeah no what the hell do I like because everything that you liked was frowned upon so then you move out and you're like 
Yeah. You were always so worried about making sure nothing bad would happen and, you know, that we wouldn't get hurt or we wouldn't get hit or something, you know, or get scolded that we never even had the chance to say, like, oh, like, this is what I want to be. This is what I like to do. We didn't have that. No, like, I remember I remember when I was doing the whole, like, mountain bike team that I would come home scraped up. Like, do you remember how mad they would get? Yeah. Like, I would fall off the bike because, I mean, we were mountain biking. We were over there, like, fucking jumping off logs and shit. And I remember I would fall because I we like, if anyone knows my sister, my brother and I were pretty, like, I wouldn't say destructive, but we're just kind of careless sometimes when we enjoy things. We like the adrenaline. Yeah, <laughs> in a way. So, like, I remember I would come back, like, all scraped up, and they would be so mad. Instead of being like, hey, are you okay? I mean, you know, they're like, hey, no sé por qué te gusta andar haciendo eso, you know? Like, why do you like doing that? But I don't know. I feel like recreating ourselves is, is like, a perfect way to say it because I feel like you have to get to know yourself because your whole life you're just told how to do stuff. And I feel like just moving out of a toxic household is such a relief, but it's also such an emotional struggle that brings a lot of guilt because, you know, on top of that, being in a toxic home is difficult. I, because I felt like I was always in survival mode. I felt like I never really accomplished a healthy relationship with either of my parents or siblings because we were too busy surviving, avoiding being hit, taking insults down like water or like they never even happened because <laughs> because literally god forbid we spoke up and i'll give you guys a hilarious story and it's not i mean it's hilarious now but at the moment it was scary as fuck <laughs> <laughs> you already read it huh yes <laughs> so so one of the things that i have and and this is something that we're going to talk about when we talk about the relationship with my mom but my mom has always been like an extreme clean freak. And like, it's not that I don't like cleaning. It's just like, she made it look, she made it like such a dreading thing for me because she's extremely clean. And I'm, it's not like I'm a pig, but I'm just not as clean as her, you know? So I remember that I like, I would pull out a shirt and my closet was like messy or desacomodado or unorganized, right? And she would go into our rooms. And I remember before we would go to school, she would tell us, are your rooms clean? Because I'm going to go in. And if there's a mess, you you guys already know what happens. And I remember, dude, I came home from school. And my every single item <laughs> in my closet was on top of my bed. Dude, it fucking sucks. Oh, dude. God, you guys have no idea the amount of anger that just boiled up in me because I was like are you fucking kidding me like every oh just remembering this like grinds my gears because every single item in my closet was on top of my bed even the things that were not fucked up they were on top of my bed like if she found one shirt that was not hung on there correctly she would take everything out and throw it on our bed and I'm like oh so like I don't I honestly don't remember the exact words that I told her but she said something to me and I just like let her have it I, just you, I think bitched her out. huh I think you cussed I don't know but I was so livid I just let her have it I don't even know what I said but I just let her have it 
And I swear to God, I was not even done with my sentence by the time she literally jumped on me and was choking me, straight up choking me. And every time I, remember, I talk about I was this. on the couch and I was on the couch and she threw you and then you fell like on my legs. Yeah. Remember that? And so like she, I literally like every time I talk about this, I remember the scene from the symptom the sons where they're choking me. Because <laughs> <laughs> she literally like it's like we were in WWE Raw. She picked me up, slammed me down, <laughs> sat on top of me, started choking me. And I was like, holy shit. So obviously, I'm in survival mode and I'm trying to get her the fuck up. And then, you're going to kill her. You're going to kill her. And I think I realized she really was going to kill me when if she didn't stop. So she stopped. And I remember you helped her off of me. And I was literally just laying there, just trying to catch a breath. And it's like, oh, my God. So after that, I remember that every time my mom would yell at me or come near me when she was upset, I would lift my arms and cover my face because she was so unexpected. Like, you never knew when she was going to release that first slap. So I had to cover my face. And as to my dad, like, I always knew that if there was something that would happen, like it was a beating yes or yes. So you just had to like make yourself as strong as you could to take that beating. And I felt like all I had to focus on while I was there was just moving out. And I remember that I would I would buy things little by little because that's when I started to have a job. And I remember I started to buy things little by little and I would hide them under my bed. And I would hide them so well until I you know, and I would hide them. And I was like, until I have a place to live. And I feel like it was so hard because, you know, there was so much invasion of privacy and lack of respect that existed because we never could have things. And I remember, you know, like I hid my, my, like my pans and pots and bowls and spoons so well <laughs> because I fucking knew Dude, them I, never, I found I, them. I was, I was, I was in your room, the Chilmosa, and I never found any of that. I'm telling you, I hid that shit really well. <laughs> because I knew if they found him, cállate. And, you know, I feel like this just makes me realize, you know, I feel like what I got off of living all of this and, and going through all of this, I feel like to me, it's like as a parent, I would just feel so sad and decepcionada of myself. Like I felt like I put myself down if my child just focused on finding a way to be away from me. And I feel like that's exactly what we did. And as parents, you know, I feel like we're supposed to be their safe place, their home, their comfort. And for us, it was the complete opposite. I feel that growing up in a toxic home made me learn so much as a mother. And excuse me. And, you know, I do raise back. Like I do raise my voice, but even though my son is going to be too barely, like, I do come back and I say sorry to my son when I lose it. And I lose my patience because I'm human. And, you know, not once do I not reflect on what I just caused in my son's heart. Ever. Like, I, I come back and I say sorry and I love him and I kiss him. Because I'm, I'm trying to break that cycle and I'm trying to break those things. But I feel like when people say you want the best for your, for your children... Or when they say, I want to give my child everything that I didn't have. I get it now. It doesn't mean material things. It means love. So if this is your relationship with your kids or your parents, 
like and this made you reflect on something reach out to them you know with a simple apology and a heartfelt conversation because it may be able to fix it all I would die for an apology from my parents and have them listen to how my life was affected because of their actions and I just realized that my parents would rather keep this their ways than keep a healthy relationship with us yeah I'm right with you girl when I yell at broccoli I feel so <laughs> oh my god <laughs> she's always comparing her dog to a kid Guys, it is my kid. She makes fun of me, but Broccoli's my kid, you know? Like, there was one time I was driving and he almost ate my spaghetti. And I yelled at him so bad, dude. And he looked at me, like, scared. And I felt so bad. I was like, Broccoli, I'm so sorry, baby. I felt so bad. But I think, I mean, overall, I want people to know that there is a healthy way out, you know? And fight for that way out and even if you're struggling financially emotionally or mentally like leave you'll figure something out you know I always think and I always say that God never God never leaves you alone you know he's always with us and he wants he has a plan for us you know and if he puts you in a situation he's wanting you to grow in a way you know he's he's trying to push you for better and search for that peace for yourself because it is out there and if you don't search for it you know nobody's gonna find it for you and it's such a say but sometimes that peace starts alone you know sometimes that peace starts with a you know like an air mattress in a room you know yeah. and and sometimes that's the way that peace starts but look for that peace and you know sometimes that peace it gets lonely but mm -hmm. it's better to be alone and to have peace than you know, to be surrounded by constant chaos and to live within fear and violence in every way, you know, there's there's definitely a rainbow at the end of the road and you just have to take a risk and you have to take that step forward and say, you know what, like enough is enough and I want something better for myself. And, you know, when you were sharing the story of when my mom would take out all of her clothes and stuff like that, I yeah. remember, remember what, how when we were very young, we used to share our room and we used to have our closets together and, yeah. you know, you say that my mom is a neat freak and whatnot. Well, I, I get that from my mom. I am yeah. a very organized person. And I remember there was one occasion where your side of the closet was, a, was a shit show and she took out both of our sides. Yes, girl. She took out my clothes too. And my clothes was really organized. And just how you described that anger that you felt, I felt that anger. And kid you not, I was very young. I was like seven or eight years old. I got so so mad yeah. so mad that I went I don't know if you remember you punched I went, the window that was another time oh <laughs> <laughs> but I love remember, it I was like seven or eight dude and I went and drank my whole pill of allergy allergy pills I remember that I, dude I was so young and I was trying to die Oh, you were How little, so it wasn't the same. Sad. It wasn't the it wasn't the same time you took the pills with the Bud Lights. <laughs> no, <laughs> that was another time. And remember, I was small, dude. And think about it. She like she realized that I had done because she heard the when I like drank the pills and I just got <laughs> water and gulped them all down. And I oh yes, now I remember. Yes, 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 dude. And she got mad at me, and she was like. She's like, why would you do that? You know, and I was so mad that she had just taken my side of the of my clothes out when my my side was clean. Yeah, and I remember she, she didn't even take me to the doctor, bro. She just <laughs> gave me milk. <laughs> I know. 
I remember that. I remember that. She remember? was like, Lisa, ¿por qué hiciste eso? And she was like screaming at you. And then she's like, toma, toma esta leche. And then she would just kept like watching you. But she didn't even take you to the doctor. No, dude, she didn't even take me to the doctor. And I had just taken a whole bottle of allergy pills, guys. Dude, and then it's so funny that you say that. Sometimes, you know, when you start, it's just an air mattress and an apartment. Dude, when I moved out from the home, so I had gotten my bed from from that hotel that they were giving them away. Like, they were brand new beds. Uh-huh. She literally told me that I wasn't taking shit but my own things. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So she didn't let me take my, nest, my, night, my nightstand or anything. She just let me take, and I was like, okay, well, I'm taking my bed because I went and I picked that one up. And she was like, pues llévatela. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, yeah, she was so mad that I was leaving that. Think, huh? think about how sad that is. I was trying to take my own life when I was like seven or eight years old. No. Like, how crappy was our environment that I was trying to die when I was like seven or eight? Dude, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, we're so fucked up. Like, if we <laughs> we laugh. We laugh, guys. But it's just, like, it's so many things, you know? Like, imagine your mom, like, just giving you a glass of milk after you take pills. Like, not mm-hmm. even searching for medical help. Imagine you're moving out, and instead of your mom being sad or, like, saying, just stay there or whatever. Like, no. She's like, don't, you're not taking what I bought you. You know, she's fighting over the furniture with you instead of caring <laughs> that you're leaving. <laughs> and, you know, maybe it's because she didn't know another way to express yeah. that sadness, you know? Maybe it was that. Who knows? But, Ugh. I mean, it's it's just, it's so messed up. I know. It's, <laughs> it's sad. I don't know, guys. Just, I feel like living in a toxic home has just been very challenging. But leaving has also been but we've had to survive and find our heart. And I feel like sometimes you, it's just better to make a joke and leave and try to live the rest of your life as best as you can than continue to be there. So, you know, find your heart. Find And, you know, I just want to say, sister, thank you for joining me. I as many times um, I want to thank everyone that has been listening feedback because you guys hear us laughing and making jokes but honestly this is so meaningful to me because it's been something that's been really hard for us and I feel like it's caused a lot of effect in us so you know the the support and the feedback and everything just means so 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 much and it's so nice to be able to share this with you guys and, and, you know, hopefully this gives someone comfort and shows other people that they're not alone, that they're not the only ones dealing with these things. Right, sister? I think I lost her. Sister, are you there? Okay, so... She's typing back, I guess. But anyways, I just want to say thank you to everyone. Obviously, my sister does too. I hope everyone that listened enjoyed this episode. I hope everyone enjoys the rest of their week. And we will be back next Tuesday. I hope everyone has 
a good rest night or day or whenever you're listening to us. But um, thank you for the support. Goodbye.